Good morning, and we welcome to the program once again Dr. Andrew Jackson, the superintendent of Sunman Dearborn Community Schools. Good morning to you, Dr. Jackson. Uh, good morning, Tom. Thanks for having me on this this morning. And it's great to have you on. And uh, of course, the uh, Sunman Dearborn School Board uh, meeting last night, and uh, uh, they adopted uh, several items, uh, in particular the 2023 budget. Yes. Uh, so the budget process takes a few months for us. We always do the uh, preliminary budget presentation at the August board meeting, uh, and then we determine what our levy amounts will be and what our tax rates will be, and then we present that and have a hearing at the September board meeting, which is required by law, and then we approve the actual budget at the October meeting. So the, by the time we get to the October meeting, it's pretty much just a formality because we've already presented it, we've always, already had our hearing and allowed public comment, and now it's time to uh, pre- uh, approve it officially by the board. So the board did approve uh, the 2023 budget uh, last evening at the board meeting, and that will go up to uh, Department of Local Government Finance for final approval, and then that will be our calendar year budget. So even though we operate on school years around here, which a lot of people are like a July 1 to June 30th type fiscal year, our budgets are still on a calendar year. So this will go in effect January 1 of 2023 through uh, the end of the, of the calendar year 2023 on December 31st. Uh, overall, there's an increase in the budget. Uh, we are seeing uh, a few types of increases. Uh, one is staffing increase. We've been trying to um, uh, in, continue to provide raises for our staff, and one of our strategic plan goals is to have uh, the highest paid staff in southeast Indiana. Uh, as a result of uh, uh, a few years ago, the board seeing that it was going to be really a, a d- difficult time to staff, and it's kind of everywhere. It's not just schools, but we are certainly seeing that as well. So we see an increased cost in staffing and benefits. And then we're also, on the operations side, we're seeing an increased cost um, in fuel, utilities, transportation, et cetera, as well. So that's reflected in the budget. Um, luckily, uh, as we announced a few weeks ago, we're seeing increased enrollment. So due to that, which we've had three years of increased enrollment, which is showing a trend now of us beginning to grow again after years of declining enrollment. So those expenses are mitigated, um, increased expenses are mitigated by some increased revenue as well, and we're growing at a rate where we're not having to add a lot of staff yet. So we're able to kind of, um, you know, stay status quo in terms of our cash balance where it, it continues to meet that 30 to 35 percent mark of, of our uh, cash balance, which the board also set as a goal in our strategic plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing that was adopted was the uh, 2023 uh, Capital Projects Plan. Yes, as part of the budget process, you have to uh, approve the Capital Projects Plan as well. And so we have a few items that we plan on doing uh, and nothing uh, very, uh, no real large items, particularly because we're in the middle of a building project right now. So those have already been approved. So some additional things we're looking at doing is uh, purchasing a, a new maintenance vehicle, uh, we're looking at uh, purchasing new bleachers on the visitor side in the football field. And then we have also been slowly uh, improving our furniture for our students uh, to provide more flexible seating. And so, as you can imagine, we have, you know, uh, over 200 classrooms. So that takes a while to kind of do that and in, in the type of high-quality furniture we're purchasing that can endure lots of movement, uh, different kids sitting in it at the middle school, high school, a little bit of abuse from here or there. Um, it's, it's expensive, and we've seen an increase in that as well. So a, a set of classroom furniture costs about $15,000. 
to replace uh, a, a classroom uh, with, you know, 25 student desks and the teacher desks and the various things that they need as well. So we have a bu budget in there to look at uh, replacing about 20 additional classrooms with their furniture as well. Um, and then we have a couple old tractors that we use for uh, uh, some snow removal. Uh, we use our trucks with plows. We'll also use a couple tractors. And those have obviously seen better days, and it's time for uh, us to consider uh, trading those in and upgrading them to newer equipment because at some point the cost of maintaining them, I mean, you need to consider uh, looking at replacing them. And, and so that's in the plan. We're going to kind of hold on that to see what this winter brings, and then we might do that, you know, in the fall of 2023 before snow season hits, um, if the budget allows, because we are watching, you know, inflation and things like that as well and trying to, um, you know, set some si some cost aside and hold on some discretionary spending as we kind of see what happens with some of the inflation that we're seeing. Yeah, and that's the thing that uh, I know it uh, also in um – Local governments, for example, they're uh, they're having to deal with that and uh, taking that into consideration as they uh, plan and uh, approve uh, t next year's budgets as well. I understand. Yes. All right, and then um, and another thing uh, is the uh, moving down to the uh, the building project update. Uh, how is that proceeding, and uh, what's uh, what's going on there as far as uh, you know ultimately the timeline of uh, completing that. So we are in our final year of the building project. It's been a, it's been a long building project. It's, it started in the spring of 2020, and it will continue into the fall of 2023. So uh, three and a half years of the building project. So we are definitely starting to slow down in terms of what we're doing. Uh, we have the grand opening and dedication of our natatorium. Uh, most of the middle schools have been refurbished, and we've done a lot of work at the elementary schools and high schools as well. So currently what we're doing is the existing, the old pool is becoming a new physical education space for the middle school. So there's been a hole cut inside of that. That pool is actually being filled in with some aggregate and being compacted, and that will become a real nice multi-purpose uh, physical education space for the middle school. And the middle school is also getting a kitchen addition. There's been a little bit of a hiccup in the kitchen addition where they had to penetrate uh, through a, a concrete floor where the mechanicals sit down and it needs to be stabilized and reinforced because of where it came through. And unfortunately, that product is delayed. And this, we've had a few product delays, but this one's been a little bit more significant and it's, it's about a three-month delay. So we were hoping to have that kitchen ready for our students and our, our middle school cafeteria staff in January, but it looks like it's likely going to be April or May, and what we may do is we're currently using a temporary facility at the high school, and those two campuses are connected uh, with a ramp, and, and we're bringing food down and serving in part of the actual cafeteria space for the middle school. What we may end up doing, since it's going to be so late in the year, is just wait to open that kitchen up until next school year and then use this summer for training for the staff on all the new equipment and the flows and all that stuff that has to be figured out as well. So that's been a little bit of a hiccup that we have to sort through. And then the architectural firm Lancer Plus BB, um, they're having what they call a strategic division where uh, Terry Lancer, the one owner, is becoming Lancer & Associates and Mark BB, the other owner, is becoming BB Design and he was behind the natatorium pool design and so he is his firm is finishing that up and then the rest of the project is going to move over to Lancer and Associates and so we're working out the legal details of that contract and what it looks like and you know liability and all those things that we need to make sure are included in the contract so those are a couple of um, behind the scenes 
issues that we're dealing with. With fall break coming up, we're doing some interior improvements in our schools, some carpet, flooring, things like that, that we can do in, you know, in a week's time when it's empty. We can come in, remove the carpet, remove the uh, base, put the new carpet down, put the new base down. So some of that's going on. Um, and then we'll see uh, it really closed out next summer when our two elementary schools and the high school get some improvements in their front entrances for additional security and additional um, uh, set of doors to stop, you know, in, uh, entry from the building at more than in one point. So we're working on that next summer as well. But it's definitely wrapping up. We've, you know, we've probably gotten through at least 80% of the construction phase at this point. All right. And then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout. And we'll continue our conversation with Sunman Dearborn Schools Superintendent Andrew Jackson right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our chat with Sunman Dearborn School Superintendent Dr. Andrew Jackson. And uh, Dr. Jackson, another thing that the uh, school board uh, considered uh, last night was the uh, 2023 uh, bus replacement plan. Yes. Uh, we Every year, as part of the budget process, we have to uh, approve a bus replacement plan. It used to be a 10-year plan. The state changed it to a five-year plan. So the state has determined that they think the useful life of a bus is 12 years. You can use them longer than that, but they want to see what your plan is. Out of concern that a school wasn't planning accordingly and suddenly have a bunch of buses they need to replace and don't have funding for it. So you have to continuously update that plan and get it approved. So for 2023, we're looking at replacing three buses. Uh, two are handicap type buses, one with a lift, one without a lift that we'll be using for our special education routes, and the other is just a regular uh, size school bus. What is interesting is when we first started this process uh, in the summer, we were using uh, bids from the Wilson Center on buses, and we were planning on 75000 for the two smaller handicap bus and 90000 for the larger bus, and those prices since since the last bid, which was just about probably uh, eight months ago or so, and now that we have the new bids, um, the $75,000 buses are now $90,000, and the $90,000 bus is now $115,000. Um, so the bus play, uh, plan still has the old numbers in there because we didn't have the updated uh, bid, which we just received a couple weeks ago. So that just you know kind of informs the listeners what we're dealing with in terms of inflation costs, and we're really seeing that with mechanical type issue, you know, things or um, anything with a motor in it like a tractor or a, a school bus or a truck or whatever, we're really seeing significant increases. Much of, you know, we hear about the 8, 9, 10% inflation, but on those types of items, we are seeing 20, 25, 30% increases over 12, 18 months ago. Wow. Mm. And then I'm sure um, supply chain issues also uh, come into play here as well, Anders. Absolutely. And, you know, we've, we've, like I said earlier on the building project, we've done really well except for the kitchen addition with not having any issues that has delayed the project. So we're able, like, we've had delays in product. We've been able to work around it, like, well, we'll go over here and work for a while and come back to this or whatever and, and make it work because it's a very long project. But it is a real issue if there is a situation in any school 
that some piece of equipment fails and can't be repaired, um, where maybe you'd have to manage that for a week until the equipment, uh, you know, you order under emergency, you get the crew in there, you take care of it. You can't get that equipment. Uh, it, some of that equipment is six, you know, eight, 10, 12 months. Our air handler that we are replacing at uh, the middle school, we're actually replacing that next week during fall break. Uh, we ordered that back in March of 2021. Uh, so that gives you an idea of how long that took for it to arrive. We thought it was going to arrive this summer, and then it showed up actually at the end of summer. So we decided to do it over fall break. But that piece of equipment, and that's a very much a, it's a very large air handler and, and specially made air handler for the way it has to fit and everything. But that was 15 months to get that. So it is a concern for any school that if you have some sort of failure that you weren't expecting or a storm, you know, or electrical surge of some sort or lightning strike that ruins a piece of equipment, you know, and there's nothing sitting on a shelf anywhere to replace it, is, is it's something we all have to deal with right now. All right. And then um, another thing that the uh, the board uh, dealt with, and this is something that uh, sure that they uh, do pretty much every month, and that is uh, personnel. Yes, this time of year, it's pretty slow uh, in terms of personnel. So we've had a a few hires, um, an instructional assistant, uh, some food nutrition, and a couple coaches is all is all we really dealt with this this month. Uh, typically, we do most of our hiring in the late spring, like May, June, and it slows down a little bit in July, August, and that's usually um, you know the the most of the personnel items we deal with. After that, during the school year, it's a lot of um, you know extended leaves, things like that that we have to deal with. Uh, or, or people retiring in the middle of school year. One thing that has changed, Tom, in the last three, four years is we used to pretty much be fully staffed when school started. And then through the school year, you would see every once in a while, you would see someone retire in December or a non-certified person like a custodian or instructional aide, you know, or uh, administrative assistant retire in the middle of the year. And that was about it. We have certainly seen a change in that. I know I speak to a lot of my colleagues. It's the same situation where throughout the school year, we are looking for either a custodian or instructional assistant, uh, different types of non-certified employees who, you know, just go to other places to work during the school year. Um, And so that's certainly been a change. And so we do see a little bit more activity during the school year, but it certainly is much slower during the school year compared to that summer, you know, late spring, summer hiring season. All right. And then uh, anything else uh, before we let you go, Dr. Jackson? Well, as I stated, we are on fall break uh, next week. So we are out of school uh, October 10th through the 14th. So I'd like to uh, wish all our parents and students and staff a safe and relaxing fall break. And we will see everyone back here at school on Monday, October 17th. Now in the uh, in the uh, superintendent's office, uh, do you all uh, take a fall break or is everybody uh, on duty, uh, all hands on deck still? Tom, they make me work all year round. Can you believe that? <laughs> How dare so, uh, <laughs> so I get four weeks vacation, and that's it's pretty much, you know, we, we have some employees, all the central office people, they work year round, and then they get vacation. So I try to take my vacation. Actually, I do take my vacation when, when students are not in session. So I am going to be uh, out of town next week on a vacation, and I typically take a, a week in the spring during spring as well. And I'll take a few days over Christmas break, and I typically take a week in the summer. But other than that, yeah, we're we're here working. Some of my office staff is here, some are gone, but we'll be here processing payroll and paying bills and all those good things that we do here. 
because yeah, I talked to one of your peers. I don't want to mention any names, Rob Moorhead, but uh, he was talking about how uh, people think that uh, school shuts down, the uh, superintendent's office shuts down, and uh, nothing could be further than the truth. So uh, he is, uh, he, he'll back you up on that. He'll, he has dispelled those rumors. Right. I tell you what, summer is one of the busiest times in central office. It's very busy in the summertime, uh, and there's just a lot to get done for the start of the school year. So, yeah, it's, it's nonstop, and we wouldn't want it any other way, Tom. Indeed. Well, as, as always, uh, Dr. Andrew Jackson, uh, superintendent of Sun and Dearborn Schools, we appreciate your time this morning. Uh, have a uh, wonderful uh, fall break next week, and we will talk to you once again down the road. All right. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having me on.